and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody. Welcome back to The End in Mind. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I have an awesome guest with me here today. This has been a long time coming, so thanks so much for being here today, Patrick. Yeah, let's hope I'm I'm as awesome as, as you just suggested. Yeah, <laughs> stakes are high. Yeah, right? No, they're really not. <laughs> but yeah, tell us a little bit more about your show and who you are and you know how you've gotten into podcasting and why you chose your podcast topic. It's something we're all very passionate here about at the end in mind. Good. Yeah. I always like talking to other people that are interested in talking about mental health issues, you know, coming from uh, I'm old enough where mental health was just, you know, you shut up and you stuff it down and it, it comes out in, in terrible, like anger and, and, you know, any, any other way that you wouldn't want it to come out. So yeah, it's great to talk to people who are uh, advocates for better mental health. Uh, My show is that gives me anxiety. And so I've been a journalist for 12, 15 years, something like that. And I found over the time covering the Kardashians or other celebrity news, nothing wrong with them, right? Like I'm, this is not turning something negative uh, to, you know, more dramatic and and sad news that are out there. Very important stories to tell. I I found it to be a bit more surface level. I, I really, I'm fascinated by people. And to me, there's nothing more interesting then if someone's okay with discussing discussing their mental health than that right it's just it's just fascinating like <laughs> to get like really deep it's like we all agree that blue is blue but like we may experience everything differently like we're all locked in our own heads and so it's it's one way to sort of try to understand what's going on in someone else's uh, head. And, and so now that I sound like a lunatic, <laughs> uh, it's stemmed from curiosity and and the pandemic was sort of the uh, push that I needed. I mean, I needed, I, you know, obviously a lot of people lost their lives. Um, and But, you know, just to find something positive, it's just, it, it allowed me to step back and uh, be like, you know what, just go for it. And, and, yeah, so so that's when it started, and uh, I think I posted episode seventy two last week. Awesome! Congratulations! Thank you. Great. Thank you. We actually started our shows, you know, in the same year, so mm-hmm. I completely understand. Like the podcasting was the one place where I could just be me, you know, and chat to some awesome people that have a lot of knowledge, you know, that I wouldn't get if I wasn't interviewing them. Absolutely. Yeah, I wish that as a society, we can have these conversations a little bit easier, right? When we're just out having a beer or something and and why, just because we're on zoom, 
if it creates like the medium to to have these conversations because they're so helpful. Yeah. I've learned a ton from people that I, I wouldn't have learned. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just perspective wise for me, I feel like my clients started to help me change my perspective just by who I was working with. And I'd love to hear your, you know, take on that with being a journalist and how you've learned from the people that you're interviewing or like people you're writing about, you know, um, and their human habits and like how that can create anxiety. For me, my business mirrored the anxiety. You know, I couldn't run away from it. It was so obvious I had to address it um, or just find a way to get back to me, you know, um, Mm -hmm. those moments that I'm not in flow. So what's that like for you and your career? And yeah, so coming from previous jobs, there was so much anxiety related to if I created a, a video or wrote something, there was an expectation of views. And if you didn't meet that level of views, even though like the whole team managers and above agreed that this was the story to tell and and there was value for our listeners and readers, if it didn't get a certain amount, there was a scolding, right? So you're just living in that constant views checking and and there just being so much weight on on day-to-day life. I was, I was always an anxious kid, but like that really was, was tough, you know, just, just constantly worrying that like, oh, is tomorrow going to be awful if this one doesn't get X amount of views. It's just such a, such a tough way of living, but um, through the podcast, it's just so interesting to try on someone else's perspective for a little bit, right. To, uh, you know, everything from people telling me that when they're having a, a panic attack that they will like softly pinch themselves and, and that reminds them to um, get back in their body and, and get out of their head. Right. And and so just like little things like that, it's just it's so valuable, even if it doesn't end up working for you, like listening to someone's stories uh, like that just helps you try on different things and and just you're building like a, a Batman utility belt of, of tools that you can, you know, pull out like little gadgets for different moments and, uh, and, and give them a shot. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just been really, really cool to, to, I, I mean, it's just, it, to me, it's such an honor that people would be willing to share these moments with me. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, just, it's an honor. I think that's the best word for it. Yeah, that's great to hear. I feel the exact same way. I feel like you and I are very similar in that sense. That's why I know our listeners are just going to love you. And when we come back to what you said about the views, you know, I run a social media management agency. So Mm -hmm. that's my first company. So I completely get that. And yeah. when I first got into social, it was all about the views. You know, that was the only thing that anyone ever cared about. Now, luckily, people are starting to evolve out of podcasts like yours and learning about perspectives and what people actually care about, you know. Um, And managing those relationships, right? Like, you know, a a view doesn't necessarily mean that that person is is interacting in a meaningful way and, and will come back. Yes, exactly. It's like, is the view even worth it? You know, mm-hmm. when we buy followers and all of that nasty ways of trying to market <laughs> themselves, you know, or make themselves look better. And even though a lot of things like Instagram are an ego driven app, like 
-hmm. a lot of society is ego driven, you know? So yeah. Yeah. When we can just wear that perspective and kind of go at it like without that, you know, not Mm -hmm. that it was a bad thing. I think that there's positives to everything, but, um, you know, it can't be the only focus. It can't be. Right. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit more about you and your story. You know, I know you shared about your anxiety and what you've experienced like through work and we absolutely can relate to that. It's next level, you know, especially when you're kind of out here in this world battling with the younger you, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to encourage them to spread their wings and, you know, explore (laughs) while also being like scared to death, you know? Yeah. So how's your experience in life been, you know, with something like that? And every time you push yourself, do you always have a positive experience or, you know, what do you, how do you feel if it's not positive? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I, so my life perspective has been, that I find life to be boring unless you fill it with exciting things. And I've learned over time that, that, you know, the anxiety and excitement are are paired, right? They feel the same in your body. Your body only has so many different ways of like reacting, right? You're just, we're limited in that sense. And, And so just reminding myself when I am excited about trying something new, that it is excitement, right? That I'm feeling alive. I'm I'm feeling and and it's and it's a good thing, right? I'd rather feel that than not feel anything, right? I've also had moments where I've just been numb for like months with with depression, and that yeah. is is fucking awful. Uh, for anyone that has not experienced depression, um, it, it's I, I would describe it as. You're jumping in a pool and you feel like this barrier between you and everyone else and you feel sad, but you also feel nothing at the same time. Like I, I have had moments where I haven't laughed for, for months and and the weight of that is is a lot. So going back to trying new things, feeling anything when you feel when you know what it's like to not feel anything feels good. You feel alive. You feel, yeah, alive is the best way to put it, right? It's just that you, emotion is a spectrum and and you're on the spectrum as opposed to being off of it, right? (laughs) Totally. I can relate to that. I I actually got diagnosed in 2020 with PTSD. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of similar in like a different way, but I would kind of like my emotions were already so numbed, you know, Mm. like just from the PTSD. So then I would find myself trying to feel something like out of anything, you know, because an everyday experience like wouldn't really bring me joy because I was Mm -hmm. already on edge. So I can relate to that a lot. And kind of when you step back and like come back into your body, that's a whole nother you know, journey in itself, like evolving out of that situation. What's your perspective on that? Do you have any tips? Yeah. And, and tell me if this relates to to your experience. So during the pam- pandemic, my fiance and I were living in, in Brooklyn uh, in a 700 square foot apartment um, in Crown Heights. And I mean, it's just a lot like living and working all in the same spot with our dog, right? It's just, you, you feel trapped. And uh, that was one of the times that I felt like really low. Just, I mean, you're just also living with like, if I take the garbage out and I have COVID, am I going to kill the little old lady that lives down the hall, right? It's just, it, it, it shifts everyday things into 
life and death moments, which it, you know, that again is, is, is heavy. And so we made the decision to, to get out and we ended up moving to South Carolina and we're still living there now, but it took, once I felt safer and I had more space, that perspective came in and I could look back on the person that I was during the pandemic uh, and start to analyze my, my mental health. And, and it takes time to fully appreciate how low you were or what you were dealing with. Is that, is that something that you can relate to? Totally. Yeah. Like when I got the diagnosis, it was like, this isn't happening. You know, like that's not me. Mm -hmm. And I started to peel back the layers and you really, I mean, I call it my naked mole rat self, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm just standing (laughs) there. (laughs) I've got it all, take it all in, you know? Yeah. Um, what the experience was like and to add some humor to it too helped me, you know, cause like you said, it's really heavy and I had the mm-hmm. same experience. I think people that struggle with anxiety, the pandemic, it's like, I mean, anybody, right. Even if you don't have anxiety, it was life or death, how you described, like literally, am I going to affect other people? Like mm-hmm. a lot of them on this podcast, they also, we identify as highly sensitive. So it was like, oh my gosh, I'm affecting myself, but now I'm affecting others. Like that's 10 times worse, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I remember I had a moment where this older woman needed help crossing the street and she like reached out for me to take her hand. And I paused for a second and was like, do I take her hand? I mean, I ended up doing it, but it's like, oh, let me put on hand sanitizer. Like it was just, it felt so life and death that normally you wouldn't think twice about such a thing. You would just help this woman and, you know, pick up a groceries. And I, I did eventually do that. But like the fact that it caused me pause was, yeah, is crazy. Yeah. That in itself is like, what's happening, you know, mm-hmm. how do I react? And yeah, like I get into freeze mode where I'm like, now what's next? You know, how do I handle this? Um, Mm -hmm. better than me being reactive because with the PTSD, you know, there was a spectrum of it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's great to hear though, your perspective, because I think it's also important that we talk about this Yeah, 2020, like a lot of people skate over it. They don't really go into what happened, you know, and like how the psyche of it all. Absolutely. And, and I, I think the collective experience again, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs and their lives. Like the pandemic was fucking awful. But the one, if we're going to find a positive, it's that we had this collective trauma that we can all sort of get behind. And I've had conversations with with friends that I've had since like elementary school that I probably never would have had about like mental health and like times that they felt low and and um, like their own insecurities. And, and that, that's just... I mean, that's such a positive for uh, building the kind of world where where we do have these conversations, uh, because it's just, it's rare that people put themselves out there and there's no one that's like, I can't relate to that in any way. <laughs> you know, it's like, you have some way of connecting to another person. We've all uh, experienced lows here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how rich those relationships become, you know, once you have those conversations, that's like next level. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, cause it's also, they end on like, Hey man, like next time talk to me like, and, and you might be surprised. So uh, that's just making the world, uh, just not living in such like fear of being judged and, oh God, it's so, it's like, we're living in eighth grade. Do you remember how awful eighth grade, eighth graders are the meanest yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that comparison. That is yeah. exactly what it was like. You, know? <laughs> you make the wrong move and you just overthink it, you know, constantly. And not to say that I still don't do that at times. Um, but yeah, it's it's lessened like being able to communicate with people and just the amount of empathy that has come mm. out of 2020, you know. Absolutely. That's a perfect word. Yeah. It's beautiful, honestly. I think it's awesome. And I think it's so great, like the light that you're bringing to these conversations, because we touch on mental health, you know, as Mm -hmm. business owners, but really getting deep into the conversation can make a lot of people uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. my question for you is like, have you ever had a guest that got uncomfortable? I mean, the title of the podcast probably gives it away, but yeah, (laughs) well, I think, well, the answer is kind of no, because there's, there's a lot of like pre-conversations depending on, you know, some subjects are a bit heavier than others, but I, I, I definitely don't want to, I, I do like to, to get people's initial reaction and um, sort of in the moment, right. In, in the show, I have people who ascribe to the thing that is causing anxiety. So for example, overthinking is the series that I'm working on now. And um, so I have my friend Lily reacting to clips from a mental health expert that I interviewed before. So Lily hasn't heard this and and now she's reacting to these clips. Um, But I'm not putting anyone in a situation that's going to make things worse for them. Like they there's ample time to ask questions. There's um, certainly there, there are times where I know that I'm like getting close to a very sensitive subject. Um, And so I tell people to, you know, push back, right. I'm, this is coming from a place of curiosity. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but you know, set up your boundaries and I'm just trying to see where they are and and I will respect uh, whatever boundaries. Yeah. And I was also, I was working on a another podcast for a while there called Death Space Filling the Void. And so uh, it's about grief and, and people talking about people they've lost. So when, when you're talking to a mom who lost her child to SIDS and she's sobbing, talking about anxiety feels a bit easier. I mean, that was a good practice in trying to walk that line, right, of, of, of trying to understand and and. Uh, put the listener in the place of of this woman who does want to share her child's story, but also while respecting boundaries. Yeah. Wow. That's so great to hear. I was honestly curious just from like a host point of view, you know, um, because I never want to make anybody feel uncomfortable, but I do also want to get their raw emotion, you know, Mm -hmm. um, for the listener's purpose and also themselves, you know, like I know 
therapeutic this podcast has been for me, you know, just even mm-hmm. talking to the mic at times. So yeah, that's great to hear. And I, I did know that you did another podcast, but that's so cool that it was about grief. Um, mm-hmm. That's something we actually talk about a lot on this oh, show nice. as well. Yeah. So my dad passed away when I was 15. So I talk Sorry about to hear that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I talk about it a lot because it totally impacted everything in my life, you know. Are you, and are you the type of person that, man, if you, you get a paper cut, you want to talk to people about it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> if there's anything that's bothering me, I, I, I just, suffering in silence is, is way more concerning than like picking people's brains and be like, whoa, do I put peroxide on it? Do I, should I put a bandaid, right? It's just, I mean, expand that metaphor out for, for more daunting topics, but yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Like being able to talk to people about my things, I feel like also like as that sensitive side allows them to open up, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you feel this, but it's like now I kind of like embody that energy. So like people will just come and say stuff, you know, like I might not even be talking about myself. I'm sure you experienced that at times. Yeah. You know, where they'll just come and they're like, hey, this is what I'm going through. Like, it's okay. (laughs) What an honor though. Yeah, absolutely complete honor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's great to see people in that vulnerable state and like Mm -hmm. themselves to be vulnerable because society's trained us all to be this like rock hard human, you know, and have no emotion. Right. And either you allow yourself to be vulnerable or you get like a Dodge Ram and, and, you know, tailgate people on the highway right it's like you feel <laughs> i don't know why i'm picking on dodge ram owners but it's just, it's just like a metaphor for the person that's like i'm just a, i don't have emotions you know just getting angry about nonsense totally and i think like a lot of us like how you mentioned you know we experience those people in our childhood because they just might have not had the tools like given the opportunities mm-hmm you know, to have these conversations. Like, it's so funny when you said that, like immediately I think of my dad, that's who he was, you know, like 15 years ago, he didn't even know like what people were experiencing outside of his little world, you know? So, and even though he was a great guy, he definitely wasn't in touch with his emotions and that would trickle down, you know, it's all like ancestral, I believe, you know? Ended up, well, Maybe so, but also like it's the energies in the room, right? It's just it's it, it affects everybody that that passes through your energy field, right? Yes, I love that you mentioned that. And like in your experience, can you share any more about that and the energies that your guests have, or in your work, you know, and how you've been able to facilitate maybe an open flow of energy just through your experience? Yeah, it's uh so one of my jobs was I used to do a lot of man on the street interviews. Um and so that was I mean that is that is a hard way to work. I mean it's it's not shoveling coal, so I'll I'll say that, right? It's it's there are certainly harder jobs, but just trying to get a sound bite from somebody while you're on the streets and in Times Square and and people are People are just like trying to do bits and, and, you know, you got other people like trying to clown you and stuff like that. And so um, I, I share that to mention that it helped me a lot in, in recognizing a person's energy and, and sort of helping them bring out what I 
what I need and what I think they want, right? Uh, in terms of now as a podcast host, I, my fiance will say at times, like when someone comes up, like at a party or something, she's she's like, I feel like you're very good at like slowing someone down who's, you know, maybe a little excitable or someone who's like looking down, like just being able to like feel their energy and, and using empathy sort of reflect what I think that they need kind of thing. Wow. What and, a special gift. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Very lucky in that sense. I, I, I credit my mom for uh, instilling a lot of empathy into me. That's amazing. That's so wonderful to hear. Yeah. And I mm. love that experience of like interacting with people and creating that safe type of space, you know, yeah. where they can open up. Because you, I mean, I mean, when I mentioned a person's energy, you sort of like lit up, like you, you know what I'm talking, it seems like a, it, it's this like abstract thing, but you could physically feel like, to me, it's like my shoulders are curling in and like my fingers are turning into like a monster. Or like, it's just, it's just because you're trying to like hide from it. Yeah, it's so true. Like, it's so funny that we're talking about this in coordination to like your fiance, my boyfriend, we also moved in like during COVID the week of the shutdown, mm. we settled on our house here. So oh, man. it was wild experience. Um, we're very lucky to still be together. You know, like we have absolutely put in the work that needed to go in. Mm -hmm. And I feel blessed for that. Like, I feel like that's a privilege, you know, for us. Yeah. But that was very much so both of our energies, you know, were coming at it from completely different worlds. We both had, you know, troublesome childhoods. So we had a lot to unpack, you know, and creating that safe space was a tool that I actually had to learn and that he also had to learn for me, you know, and mm -hmm. see what relationships are, like the give and take. Mm -hmm. um, but before I moved in here, I had no clue what this wild ride would be like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's different for everyone too, right? Like uh, people have their quirks and, and people need different things when you're talking about living with somebody. But yeah, it's uh, it's a wild, it's a wild thing of like meshing two lifestyles, uh, save outside of a, a pandemic where, where you know, at least normal, you know, you can get out and go to a restaurant or, you know, meet up with friends, right? Like in during the pandemic, it's, you were kind of stuck. Yeah, it was <laughs> us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like now he still works from home. So like, we still kind of live the COVID lifestyle, mm -hmm. just evolved, you know, out of it, which was very beautiful, but it's a lot of time spent together. And, you know, mm -hmm. I credit you guys for picking up and moving down to South Carolina. And how's the move been? Like, are you both enjoying it? Yeah, it's South Carolina is a very we're, we're outside of Charleston. It, it was exactly what we needed. We ended up buying a house here. It's a it's a little and forgive me for going political. It's a little different living with pe among people who I probably don't agree with on a, on a lot of like political things, but I I'm learning skills about like, I don't ever get angry when I'm discussing politics. Uh, I have my thoughts and, and my ideas. I'm not trying to change anyone's mind, but you see where I'm going. It's like, I, I I've learned the skill of just like patience and, and understanding. And I've had people like come up to me later and be like, well, you know, really like changed 
my outlook on on a, a certain issue and yeah i mean that that feels great or at least like understanding the perspective which is a is a by not screaming and judging someone uh you there's actually like a medium to have ideas like get through right yeah absolutely like creating that space of receiving like mm-hmm. giving and receiving i love that you mentioned that i actually i'm from philly so we were both up here on the east coast and i went to school in virginia so it was mm-hmm. like a culture shock you know yeah i can't even believe people talk like this say these things you know like mm-hmm. a wild experience but yeah and it's definitely challenging. Sorry, this person's driving by quickly, but we'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely challenging to hold the space, you know, and mm-hmm. not like go right into fight or flight and feel like I need to stand up for myself or like for a community that I believe in and honestly might really like identify with, you know, at times. So that was a huge learning curve for me as Mm -hmm. well. But I love that you're able to make an impact in that sense of like just speaking your truth and they're able to receive it. You know, one small conversation like that can really change somebody's life. Yeah, I'm, I'm just down here. Being uh, the neighborhood Democrat, I guess. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. That's yeah. awesome. And I love that area too. It's quite a change of pace as well, you know. And that has been so nice. Like even driving when, you know, driving in New York and Long Island, it just feels like everything. Because you because you could hit traffic at any second. Uh, for the listeners, I just am pretending I'm holding a steering wheel and white knuckling it. And I did that without even thinking about it but here it's just like no we're just driving you know yeah i mean again that is i mean that is definitely a privilege and and i'm very lucky to to not have to be racing around you know i have a comfortable life i guess but i'm just still appreciating that like the pace of life here is chef's kiss i love that i love to hear that (laughs) and honestly at the end in mind like that's what we're striving for is peaceful mm-hmm. life, you know, even if we might be like grinding, you know, and hustling, it still has to have that sense of peace. Like I found when I first started my business, acting out of a lot of masculine energy, coming from an entrepreneurial background from my family, it was like hustle, you know, you have to hustle to make it. And um, mm-hmm. I learned in those four years, if I kept hustling, like I would get really sick, you know, um, mental health wise, physically, I was getting ill just from the amount of stress I was carrying. So yeah, yeah, change of pace and finding your peace is so important. Like not even just as a business owner, as a human, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's the one thing they don't tell you right in uh, like hustle culture. It's, it's just like that, that preach, you know, uh, go, 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 but you can't go at that pace if you're not taking care of yourself if you're not allowing some time where you're just doing nothing um i've recently because i have a full-time job and then do this podcast on the side and i also do uh improv and perform in in charleston and uh, a bunch of other things but i i've recently realized that i needed to like reset my schedule so that i found pockets where i could just be bored I mean, it feels so obvious, 
but maybe not right like maybe maybe it's it, it didn't to me until recently where i was just like i'm feeling burnt out i need time where i'm just like i don't know outside looking at the stars right <laughs> it's just that's reset time and you need you need to ebb and flow in order to get, become successful or and and i don't even define successful as like money or fame or or something like that just like be successful and like just being happy yeah you know? I'm that, sure that's something that you've you've struggled with as as well as a as a business owner. Absolutely. That was like the huge mindset shift, you know, in 2020 when I started this podcast, I also started going to therapy and mm-hmm. looking at mental health and it was like, wow, what am I even striving for? You know, you see all these rich people and they're so unhappy. They hate their lives. They have mm-hmm. you know, at their feet. And I was like, if I think about it, like I really have everything I need and I still am not happy, you know, yeah. going on in my brain. Like, why can I not enjoy life? You know, and I a really- daunting question. If once you actually like have that realization, I, I imagine that was like somewhat frightening. Totally. I was like scared to death. I remember calling my mom, like asking her if she felt the same way. Of course she did. Cause it's kind of like ancestral, right? That's like what mm-hmm. I'm I said at the beginning, and it was this moment where I was just really honest with her that we lived a really challenging life, you know, losing my dad. Prior to that, my parents got divorced. They got back together. We lost a house. They had a lot of financial difficulties. Um, We were like living with my grandparents for a while. So I just said to her like, hey, now's our time to be happy. You know, we kind of need to switch out of this mode and just realize that we're safe, we're good. Mm-hmm. You know, we can live our lives now, not constantly be caretakers, too. You know, that's a whole nother as- aspect of it all. Right. Um, but it was such a great moment, even though it was very scary. Like, what even is joyful life? You know, <laughs> <laughs> will it be a letdown when I get there? You know, yeah, build it up in my head. Um, and yeah, I did at times, it was kind of just learning to receive peace and calmness. Like I build a lot of time into my day now too, to watch my favorite shows or work out, go for a walk. You know, I think that that's so important. And we talk a lot about intuitive connection when it comes to business as well, and how that can impact your sales, your marketing. And if I'm not doing that, then Honestly, my sales are down. The marketing's not good. You know, I'm burnt out totally. So, mm-hmm. right. Oh, man. Yeah. It's stressful. It's stressful. Right. Yeah. Life's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're blessed to be here. And that's why I love your perspective. Like, just how you talk about your relationships with the people that you meet, like even childhood friends, and then the podcast, like in itself, how rich those conversations are. Can you give us a few little like sneak peeks into the overthinking series um, and other ways that our listeners can learn about what how to get in touch with your show? <laughs> All my babies. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, I I do try to like occasionally throw a curveball in there and and just try to like give like a palate cleanser to the the feed and that's been some I've done some interesting stuff with that. Um, for example, I interviewed a expert on conspiracy theory and talked to him about how they spread and and why and and how you can and people who believe a certain thing let go of that, right? And and so. 
Uh, yeah, that one's particular. I, I I recommend that one. If you're afraid of flying, I mean, the second episode I did was on flying. And I mean, that was me. I mean, the fact that I was absolutely terrified of, of flying and without even going to therapy and, and recording this podcast, I mean, I, I'm back and forth between therapy. I have a new therapist that I'm meeting today. So fingers crossed, this is the one. <laughs> well, I'll do a little <laughs> brain dance for your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, just just interviewing different therapists and, and getting different tools, I'm no longer uh, afraid on planes. Like I, I can't stress that people have a, your listeners haven't seen me on a plane. Uh, like just white knuckling, you know, sweaty palms, terrified, and now I don't have that anymore. Right? That is amazing, and I, I think it's just like a testament to to how valuable taking care of your mental health is, I mean, just, I, I would start getting stressed about a flight like weeks before, and now I'm looking forward to it. So it's just, you can live a happier, easy, make your life easier, right? Doesn't that sound nice? Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And then the overthinking series is, I, I, I mentioned my friend Lily, who uh, is a, is a performer and, um at, here at theater 99 which is the theater that i perform at and and we were sort of like fast friends uh because she opened up about her mental health like very quickly like she's very open about it um and we're both like prozac takers so it was it was great to um she had mentioned it when i first started taking prozac and so it was nice to have a friend to sort of be like well how does this feel how does that feel kind of thing yeah um but she's she was the perfect person to like give the space to talk about overthinking and and so um yeah she gives such great advice i mean not a mental health perspective she uh, uh, or expert rather but she's a teacher which i guess you have to be a mental health expert to a certain extent for your own sanity and the uh the children as well yeah um, totally but overthinking is is the the absolute worst and and um, yeah, we definitely give some good tips on how to stop and, and how to replace that line of thinking. And so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's an awesome one for, for people to check out. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. I'm, I definitely have an overthinking tendency, you know, <laughs> when mm -hmm. I'm home and I'm like doing my meditation, I'm good. But yeah, if I'm in that heightened state, you know, mm -hmm that pattern comes back up that thought loop. Um, yep. so definitely be checking that out. And I know our listeners are too. And where can they check out your podcasts? Is it, I guess it's on all major, major platforms. Yeah. That gives me anxiety. It's on uh, wherever you get your podcasts uh, or you can go to that gives me anxiety.com and you can uh, click it there. And then, you know, it's uh that gives me anxiety podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the things, right? Got to be um, everywhere. Yeah, great. And we'll be tagging Patrick all week when this episode comes out. So if you guys are multitasking, doing your things, either click the link below or send me a DM and I'm happy to connect you with him. Thanks so much for being here today. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, completely delightful. 
Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.